0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht. I am the host here of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and it is great to be with you. Apologize for being gone for a couple of weeks, but just been quite busy and now trying to get back into it. So, Permission Nation... I want to talk to you this morning about something that is very important, that is so completely important that if you don't have this quite figured out yet, that it is likely the entire structure of your insurance business is going to crumble down to the ground. What could it possibly be? What could the thing that I'm talking about possibly be? And I would say that it would be something like this. Those insurance agents who lack clarity on understanding or being able to clearly articulate and define your ideal client are the ones who are going to fail. Those insurance agents who cannot clearly articulate or define your ideal client are the ones who will fail. That is the foundation. Everything that I talk about with insurance agents when we talk about you know, coaching and scripting, what to say in an appointment, um, how to get the broker of record letter, all of that. It's like building the walls of the structure. It's the appliances, it's the paint on the walls, it's all of that. But all of that comes after the foundation. The foundation is what is most important. The foundation needs to be level. The foundation needs to be solid. The foundation needs to be thick enough and deep enough to hold up the actual structure. If it is going to be a four-story building, the foundation needs to be stronger than if it was just going to be ground floor. So we really have to create the foundation of what your insurance career is going to be about if the walls and everything else that we're building are going to be able to be held up by that foundation. The foundation is everything. What's the foundation? Well, part of the main aspect of the foundation is being able to figure out who are you trying to prospect to, right? Who are you trying to prospect to? Who is your ideal client? If I can even break it down a little bit more, this is your micro niche, your micro niche. Okay, I speak to um, to lots of different agents, I work with lots of different agents, and I just had the tremendous opportunity to be with an agent uh, this last week that I've worked with for the last couple of years, and it was talking about some of the success that he had over the course of his career, going from around $600,000 book of business to now approaching $2 million. And one of the main aspects on the difference that he made was getting very clear in the type of an account that he goes after, his ideal prospect. Now, you might say, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, to give you kind of an example, you could say, I'm going to go after contractors. That's a good start. You might break it down even further saying, I'm going to go after concrete contractors. Well, now you're getting a little bit closer. Then you might say, but now I'm really going to be focusing on accounts that do tilt-up concrete construction, which are going to be focused more on commercial and um, larger manufacturing types of accounts or building manufacturing facilities with large tilt-up wall. So my ideal client is going to be construction accounts doing concrete tilt-up construction for commercial buildings to get very clear on your ideal client. Because if that's the foundation, then everything else that we build into our prospecting approach is gonna be built upon that foundation. Our script, is going to be built on the foundation of a tilt-up commercial concrete contractor. The trophy that we speak about in our script is going to be based upon what I'm trying to offer to the commercial tilt-up concrete contractor. The problems that I'm addressing that I'm preventing or providing services to are going to be based on the prospect of who is a commercial tilt-up concrete contractor. And so again, getting down to the foundation of your ideal prospect is everything. You either know who you're trying to attract or you're attracting no one. Did you hear what I just said? Let me say it again, just in case you didn't. If you don't know who you're attracting, you are attracting nobody. If you don't know who you're trying to attract who you're trying to get to meet with you, who you really want as your ideal client, you're really not attracting anyone. In fact, maybe to put it a different way, if you don't know who you're trying to attract, you are repelling everyone. Nobody is attracted to mediocrity. Nobody is attracted to confusion. Nobody is attracted necessarily to a message that might fit me 27% of the time. Right? I mean, the fact of the matter is that if you were really going after a commercial tilt up concrete construction account concrete subcontractor, if your message was that and you were focused on that and your branding mentioned that, and your script message messaged that, and the services you provided were specific towards tilt up concrete subcontractors. That would really resonate with tilt-up concrete subcontractors. They would be more likely to meet with you. But if you came across as saying, you know what, we're a specialist in construction. We we really understand construction. We write roofers. We write landscapers. We write plumbing subcontractors. We write masonry. We we write sidewalk companies. Um, we do a little bit of of everything when it comes to construction, general contractors, and so forth. And you know, probably about you know 17 of my focus is in you know um, concrete contractors look, that does not have the same teeth as somebody who just says, I understand tilt-up concrete subcontractors and that's my focus. I understand what a tilt-up concrete subcontractor is dealing with and our entire focus is upon that. The markets that we, that we go after, the services we provide, we have our own unique service structure specific for tilt-up concrete subcontractors. It's just a much better approach. Here's the thing. You will get more appointments with your ideal client when they understand you're in their industry rather than the number of appointments you might set up just because you have a different script. If you don't have a script that is really focused on your ideal client, you are basically playing luck. You're gambling. You're rolling the dice to see whether or not this might resonate with somebody when it could be just a complete fat goose egg. Nothing. But if you are really focused in your micro niche, you are really focused in your ideal client, you know exactly who you're trying to represent, and you know exactly who you are not trying to represent, you're going to be much, much better off. Look, so far today, I have done a couple of um, calls, a couple of different agents, Um, Who just like they just set up um, a complimentary phone call with me? They just wanted to maybe ask some questions, which is great. I'm happy to be able to kind of do that sort of pro bono work, um, answer a few questions here and there. One was a a life insurance agent. I work with life insurance agents. It's not a main focus of mine, but when it comes down to prospecting and scripting and so forth, I can certainly help them. The accountability of it. Uh, because at the end of the day, we're selling. The product necessarily isn't the issue. It doesn't matter if you're doing health benefits, life insurance, annuities, or if you're selling work comp. The product isn't necessarily the focus here. It's how are you relating to the person, right? And so I told him, I said, look, here's the thing. My He, he found me on Google, by the way. He did a kind of a search, found me on Google, went to my website, reached out to me on LinkedIn and so forth. But I said to him, I said, look, my main message doesn't work for you. Because my main message is, I help insurance agents build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Well, the broker of record letter process really isn't a life insurance type of product. It's not a way in which to sell life insurance through BORs. Um, you can do it through health benefits, you can do it through PNC and so forth, but really not really kind of the focus on life insurance. Yet at the same time, what was his main need? It works really good for him, what I provide, because his, he said, my main problem is figuring out how to prospect, who to actually prospect to, what to say to them, how to put together a process, a strategy for my daily prospecting and then really how to even stay consistent in it because I go long gaps without prospecting. It's like, yeah, you're like every other insurance agent that I ever speak to. You know, it's not the issue necessarily of what product, it's how can we put together the best process based upon the micro niche you're going after. Period. Because every agent is unique. You, as an agent listening to this podcast, you are unique even in your own agency. You are completely different than all the other agents who are there. You have things that you are very strong at, and you have things that you're very weak at. And then there's other things which you're just kind of average, right? You might be really good at making cold calls, and you're terrible at social media. Or you're really good at email, but you are terrible at making telephone calls. So the strengths and the weaknesses are different. Then there's the the strengths and weaknesses of your agency. What carriers does your agency represent? How about the account managers and the servicing team? Do you have any particular service providers at your agency? Do you really have a workers' compensation claims management department? Or do you not have anything like that? Do you offer any particular services that really resonate with anyone Whatsoever. Then there's the geographic territory of your agency. Are you in a very small sort of rural territory or are you in a large urban metropolitan area? It all all of these things come into play, even with regards to the types of accounts you go after. So there is no one way to do this. There's lots of different ways to succeed at this. But your ideal client is who you're actually going after. Right? And then, you know, frankly, can you pull the trigger with your micro niche client? Prospect, can you pull the trigger with them? In other words, does it work? Or does it not work? Right? I don't know if you've ever gone and you know shot guns or anything like that at a range. You know, you fill up the gun um, you know, with the ammo, you start pulling the trigger and the bullets come out on the other end. Sometimes, however, the gun jams. The gun jams. And then you just have to stop because nothing works. So a couple years back, I bought a new nine millimeter, went out, you know, shooting with my son. He loves to shoot. Um, brand new gun. So it hadn't really been fired all that much. And you know what? It it fired. And then every once in a while it would just jam. I would just have to stop just because new gun, kind of some you know, issues and so forth, and just have to, you know, empty everything out and start over. Like sometimes it's like that with your prospecting. You're just shooting, 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 then jam, doesn't work. Wow. I need to stop what I'm doing and start over. You might be right now jammed in your prospecting. You're doing what you think needs to be done, but man, you're just not getting anything. You're pulling the trigger, and there's just no activity there. Well, you probably need to refresh. You need to restart. You need to kind of revamp your micro niche. Maybe you need to switch your micro niche, or maybe you just might need to, to revamp it. You need to might maybe put your foot on the pedal rather than cruise control. So there's a lot of things that come into play. And with that, you know, that guy who does life insurance, I would help him if he wanted some help. I think he could be a really good fit. The second call, I'm not going to name his name, but I think that hopefully he said that he's been listening to the the podcast here about 15 or so episodes. But I gave him an opportunity, had a really good conversation with him. I said, hey, you know, I think you'd be a really good fit for the group mastermind. If you want to come into it, I'll let you, you know, come in. Um, I'll give you even a little bit of discount if you make the move right now. And he was like, kind of wishy washy going back and forth. I said, Look, you know, I'm not going to give you this offer again. Make the choice, yes or no, right now. You know, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just not going to give you this offer again. It's done. And he's like, Oh, okay, I'm going to go get my credit card. And he's kind of wishy washy back and forth. And finally, he just said, You know what? I just, I can't do it. I said, No problem, man. But that's the end of the call. Moving on to the next one. Because I know who I'm trying to help and I know who I'm not trying to help. And I am definitely not in the business of trying to help people who refuse to help themselves. Period. Who are you? Do you know who you're trying to help? Do you know who you are trying to attract? You are not going to have anything near a hundred percent hit ratio. Right? Baseball players, if they can average a three hundred or better batting average over the course of their career for longevity, they very well could be in the Hall of Fame someday. What's yours? What is your batting average? If it was 40% and we could take it up to 50%, then you're going to have a significant increase in your take-home pay. You will make a lot more money over the course of your career if we can go from 40 to 50 if you're at 25 and we can get you up to 60, imagine you could nearly be tripling the amount of money that you could make every single year as well as probably multiplying it by 10 based upon the amount of revenue you'll have on the books that renew every year just because you know the insurance business is a beautiful thing with renewals. But if you don't have a clear idea of what you're trying to accomplish and who you're trying to resonate with, then you're likely going to sort of flounder. And that one agent that I was speaking to, he's gonna flounder. I felt that he would be a really good fit. He'd been in the business for a little bit less than a year. He's at a decent sized agency. He has like a, you know, kind of a, a sort of quasi understanding of maybe what he wants to go after. At least maybe a, a particular industry or two. But he really like he had no real focus. He had no accountability. I asked him a basic question that I usually ask every que- the, every agent. You know, If I was to sit down with you face-to-face and I said, hey, I've been with my agent for five years, why would I want to fire that agent and hire you? Ask him the question, a very, very mediocre answer. I kind of expected it, You know, relatively you know, new in the insurance business, doesn't even know kind of what, what he wants anymore or what he wants to accomplish yet. But the thing is, is that I just felt he could get it figured out if he had some grounding. He needs foundation. If he had the foundation, building the walls is much easier but he wasn't willing to spend 100 dollars a month on himself. Hmm. To me that suggests mediocrity. I get it. Money's, you know, sometimes tight. Totally understand. That's okay. I know who my ideal client is as well. And if they don't fit, they don't fit. That's okay. I move on to the next one. You should do the same thing. When you know who your ideal client is, it's not that people are bad if they don't fit that role. It's just that you know who your client is. You know who you want. If they don't fit that mold, then you move on to the next one. Do you know what your micro niche is? Do you know what your ideal client is? Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Going back to that conversation, um, or rather the you know that uh, that agent that I worked with in the past, who had a six hundred thousand dollar book of business and went up approaching two million, you know we spent a long time talking about his ideal client, and he had a decent idea of what his account was going to be, of what his type of client was going to be, and I'll give you a little bit of a sort of a an idea of what it was without really kind of giving you the nuts and bolts of it, but it was a real estate type of client okay A real estate type of client who might you know have a property or two or maybe three that they own. his, his client, his prospect at the time when we first started doing business with, he said, you know what? if there, if it's a mil, uh, excuse me a thousand dollars or more of commission, I'll quote on it. I'll write it. I said, okay, just so we understand this is where you're at. thousand dollars and you're trying to go after this particular real estate account that might have one, two, or maybe three properties, right? Now, that is a very sort of generalist approach even in the real estate sector. Now, the problem was is that he was having a lot of churn in his book, that it was an industry, and based on these people's size, they were willing to switch for pennies every year. So he's having a bit of churn in his book. He would write 30 clients maybe, like just kind of using that as an example, and he would lose five. Um, he might write you know uh, ninety thousand dollars or one hundred grand, but he was losing thirty or thirty five grand of of revenue every year just because of that churn. And so he really wasn't able to get to the size that he wanted. And So I said, look, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the with the prospect that you're trying to go after. It's just that it's not ideal. You haven't really clearly defined for yourself or for me on who it is that you're trying to go after and why. Because that was a small-minded definition of who his prospect was, and so as we sort of went through it, and I'm tell you, this didn't take days or weeks. This actually took at least six months of conversation going back and forth about, like, you know, is he ready yet? Is he really ready to make that leap? Um, does he feel confident about this? Does he feel he can do it? Does this make him nervous? Can he get past the nerves? So it took about six months or so to probably get there. Maybe even closer to a year. I'd have to ask him about that. But. We finally got to a point where we said, okay, look, $50,000 is the minimum revenue threshold for the client I want to go after. And I'm not going to switch the industry, the type of client I'm going to switch because I'm going to go after accounts that are much more in the process of acquisition rather than just you know, staying with what they've got. So instead of going after prospects that had one, two, maybe three locations who really weren't like looking to sell or buy, they were just like happy with that, right? He switched the type of client that he was going after to a bigger client that was much more focused on acquisition. Therefore, if he wrote the account and it was $30,000 of revenue, by the time it came up for renewal next year, it might be $70,000 of revenue because they were going to be acquiring properties over the course of the year. So the accounts were simply just going to grow. He decided to make a deliberate switch in that ideal client, got much more defined on what would work and what would not work for him based upon revenue size as well as the quality of the prospect itself. By becoming much more defined in his ideal prospect, after about a year and a half to two-year period of working with me, he went from $600,000 book of business to approaching $2 million. It's amazing what happens when you get clearly defined on who you're trying to attract and who you're trying to repel. I love working with newer agents. I love working with newer agents. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I just love it. I like working with agents, however, frankly, who are focused on making change, who are focused on getting better, who really know what they want to accomplish. I don't like working with agents who are wishy-washy and their wheels are always spinning and they can never figure it out. Uh, That isn't fun for anybody. Not for anybody. Who's your ideal prospect? Do you really feel that you have a clear definition on who your ideal prospect is? Or are you just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks? Is your foundation not really level? It's leaning to one side. Maybe you're too much of a generalist and you don't really have... A very clear feeling on the type of prospect you're going after. It is very difficult to be an expert in a particular industry if you are, you know, dating different industries. Okay, I would say one of the more difficult things for an insurance agent to do is to figure out who their micro niche is. I actually get fair, uh, decent amount of emails from agents that are saying, "Hey, I'm just trying to figure that out." FYI, I'm putting out a training for it uh, very, very soon. It's also part of my digital course, Millionaire Producer School, but I'm going to create a, like a little training just specific to this because I think it's that important. Um, but like not having one clearly defined area of focus and trying to go after a couple of industries or maybe even three or more industries, like you're, you're just not going to get success. Your, your wheels are always going to be spinning, and you're not really going to have traction it's very difficult to become to be seen by your prospect as the best choice of which agent to do business with if they also see you as being in a different industry altogether right um you could say hey i'm going after firefighters i'm going after fire stations i've got a program for fire stations but i'm also doing you know rocket launch companies and i'm going after landscapers and you know one of the carriers that i go that we have appointed would say they really want to They want to go after on consignment clothing stores. Like, what? You know, even if you had those four, like these are the four things we're going after. This is not going to work. It's not going to work because you're never really going to know anything about any of those. You're not going to be able to put together any kind of a structure or a strategy for your cold call, your email, certainly not your social media account. How can you promote yourself out there as a, a focused? You know person in, in rocket launch companies and, and if you're also doing fire you know, fighters and consignment clothing stores, it's like not going to happen. You have to get really dialed in, really focused. Why is this important? Because you don't have to be all things to all people. You don't. 100 percent, you do not. Please let me say that again. I'm, I'm whispering because I want to change the volume because I know now, even if you tuned out there for a few minutes, you're actually coming back. I want to focus on this. You do not need to be all things to all people. You don't. As an insurance agent, even if you don't own the agency, you are working for an agency. You are an entrepreneur. You are entrepreneurial. You are an entrepreneur in someone else's business. Somebody else owns it, but you own your time. You own your focus. You own the type of business you get to go after. There might be certain parameters, but you get to dictate how often you're going to prospect and when and, and in what manner and all that. Like you get to choose. you get to choose what you're going to go after. So you got to dial in. Get focused. You don't have to be all things to all people. And even more than that, you're not going to have a thousand clients. You might only be able to handle 100. Might as well get them in one industry. Maybe you can only handle 50. Might as well get them in one industry. Right? I know of one agent right now who has 22 clients and he's got a book of business around 1.7. Very happy with his book. You don't need a bunch more clients than that. Probably can't handle too many more clients than that. Maybe yours has 150 clients. I don't know, whatever your number is. But I know you can't handle 1,000. And even if you had 150, you'd start pulling your hair out after a certain amount of time. And if those are only like small little accounts which normally they are, the, the, the usually an agent, the more clients they have, the smaller the accountants tend to be in size. So if you had, you know, 150 clients at $1,000 of commission each, great, you've got a $150,000 book of business and now you're stuck. But if you only ended up having 25 clients and they were, you know, 5 grand each, then you 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 do the you do the math. You end up having a very good book of business. So the fact is, is you, you're not going to be able to write everybody. You're going to have a ceiling based upon the number of clients you can have. Micro-niching, not only is easier to write, it's easier also to brand and market yourself. And you're going to be able to establish credibility in the marketplace. If you choose to be a generalist, you are then also choosing to not make as much money. Man, can I say it again. If you are choosing to be a generalist, you are choosing to not make as much money. Choice is yours, though. What are you building? What is your foundation? What is your book of business right now? And if you chose, ultimately decided, to go all in on the type of account that you want to write, and you got very clear in the definition of the prospect you go after. And you don't deviate it. You just focus on that. doesn't mean you can't write other business when it falls in your lap. But what I'm saying is that you're going to spend your focus of your prospecting time in one particular area. Imagine how many additional appointments you could set up. Imagine how much better your hit ratio would get. More appointments, even an increased hit ratio? How many more clients could you write additionally each quarter or every year? How much more revenue could you write in your annual book of business every single year if you just got more focused? Hmm. Just imagine. The choice is yours, however. The choice is yours, my friend. You either know who you're trying to attract or you are repelling everyone else. And I'll say it this way and then we'll be done. If your prospect can't figure out why you would be helpful to them, they won't do business with you. If your prospect can't figure out why you are different than their current agent, they won't do business with you. If your prospect can't realize that the services that you have are really any different than their current agent, you're not going to get that prospect as a client. To change the way people perceive you in the industry, your prospects, to change the way your prospects perceive you isn't that challenging. It just requires that you go all in. Once you go all in, and you know what it is that you go after versus what you don't, you clearly define that, you begin to market and brand yourself, your prospects will be able to see it. They'll be able to understand it. And frankly, you'll even be able to articulate it. If I was to say to you, I've been with my agent now for five years. Why would I want to fire my agent and hire you? Do you know what you would say? Do you do? you, do you know what would be your answer? Would your answer be something like, well, you know what? We're a very good agency and we have very good people and I'm always going to be there. You know, Whenever you have a question, you call me, I'm going to answer. I'm going to be doing everything I possibly can. We're going to get some quotes for you and we're going to do everything we can you know, to make sure that you are well taken care of. If your answer kind of sounds like that, let me just say generalist, generalist, you might not agree with it. You may not, not You might not be saying it, but when your prospect hears your answer, they are subconsciously realizing this person has nothing special. Nothing special. This person is the epitome of mediocrity. That's what they're thinking about, even if they don't even realize it. They're just thinking, huh, sounds like every other insurance agent I've ever spoken to. Have you got nothing special. Don't be that one. Don't be that person. Clearly define your ideal client, understand what your micro niche is, and dominate the space. When you do that, you'll be well on your way, my friend, to building a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. My name is Charles Specht, the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Thank you so much. Happy prospecting.